Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Thank you for the moment of your time. And now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Chapter 31, Brotherly Love. You and your bloody ideas. Erica smiled at her companion. I thought you, of all people, liked the fly. Under her control, her aircraft swooped past a claw bank at dazzling speeds. Far below them, the grid-like streets and towering buildings of Majestic's downtown glided by. Jefferson chanced a glance over the side, winced, and shut his eyes as he hunkered down further into his passenger seat. He growled at her. I do, but the way I fly is a quite pleasant drift on the winds. The way you pilot is like suicide by aircraft. Erica shook her head grinning as she banked around another cloud and smoothly leveled off her aircraft. Her little car had been through quite a few modifications since the last time it had seen the light of day. It was still purple and had the manufacturer's emblem on the front, but that was where the similarities ended. She boosted its flight capability and armament as well as gave it an open cockpit. She used her vehicle's new force field to protect her from the elements. However, she had lessened her shielding strength to allow a gentle breeze to blow through her hair. Much to Jefferson's chagrin, she also emblazoned Penelope in flowery lettering on its side for a touch of flair. In the weeks following their pitch session, the reality of her situation had crashed down on her fully. In the days leading up to the event, she managed to distract herself by working on one project or another, sprinkled with occasional fantasies that her faceless benefactors would take mercy on her and let her out of this mad world. Then it would ultimately digress in some sort of moment when Spearhawk would declare his love for her and they ride off in the sunset, and she of course would be driving. However, after reading her contract, Quite thoroughly, she confronted the truth. She was indeed expected to rob a bank, a task that was difficult enough to do on its own, but she and Jefferson were expected to do it with style. They were supposed to provide an escapade that would invite the ambiguous future audience to live vicariously through their daring exploits. Well, it was that or create an insanely large body count to invoke terror. Thankfully, her partner agreed with her and voted for trying for the former. Once she had overcome that mental hurdle, she had set her mind as she often did in the academy and before, on the practicalities of what they were supposed to accomplish. She researched all Weatherman's former capers and found, despite her partner's flair for the dramatic, his performances were generally standard. He would always enter the bank, flash a bit of lightning, then boom, out into a storm cloud form. When she pointed this out to him, Jefferson became a bit huffy. Well then, what would you suggest? Maybe we make an entrance that is sure to catch their attention. He raised an eyebrow as he asked. What do you have in mind? Thinking of that conversation, she glanced at her dashboard clock. We're in position. Oh, thank God, breathed Weatherman. She increased the yield of her shielding so her partner's less than substantial form would not blow away. All right. Hang on. What do you mean, hang on? Are you about to try? Ah! Weatherman screamed as she looped in the air and finished the dive straight down at the city. 
He transformed into a storm cloud form. You are suicidal. You know, if you die in a fiery crash, I will personally make sure it rains at your funeral. You promise? I always thought funerals on sunny days didn't have the right gravitas. You are infuriating, Weatherman thundered. I feel sorry for your parents who had to raise you. She looked at him. What? His electrical eyes bulged. Don't look at me. Look at the blasted ground, which we are rushing towards. That was kind of hurtful, she said quietly. Oh, uh, I apologize. Apology accepted. Her grin returned as she put her full attention on her controls again. Okay, let's make our curtain call. I've created a monster, Weatherman groaned. The Shakespearean elemental unfurled himself and pointed a cloudy hand at the street below. A bolt of lightning lanced out and crashed down onto the intersection below. Three vehicles crashed onto the street below as the lightning arced between them. People on the sidewalk screamed and pointed. A cameraman of a local news crew who was interviewing some bystander panned his camera around. Penelope's collision alarm blared at Erica an instant before she yanked back on her wheel. The aircraft shook as they lurched up horizontally, its thrusters skimmed the surface of the street. Erica reversed course and pulled into a graceful stop in the middle of the intersection. Penelope glided around in a full revolution. Erica's eyes darted across every person that screamed and pointed at them. Her gaze fastened onto the camera, and she gave it a small wave and said, Hi, Mom. She directed her attention back to her console, and her fingers flew across the buttons. In response, a cannon popped out of Penelope's front. The crosshairs on her windshield display sighted the bank's huge bay windows. She pulled the trigger twice, and the cannon fired in rapid succession. The energy salvo struck the tops of the windows, but instead of blowing them inward, the energy fanned out over the entirety of the glass's surface. An instant later, the glass flowed earthworld as it melted down into neat rectangular blocks at the window's base. Nice touch, said Weatherman. Thanks. I like to maintain order whenever possible, Erica beamed. Really? I would have never known that given how rarely you do the dishes. Not now. With a heavy sigh, she swiftly backed Penelope into the bank's lobby through the open windows and fishtailed to a stop, hovering three feet above the floor. Weatherman flowed down onto the floor. I am the Weatherman! His cloudy form crackled with lightning and thunder for a dramatic effect. Today, you gentle folks will bear first witness to my new partnership with Thud! He grimaced. He turned around to find Erica had slipped and fell down to the floor when disembarking from Penelope. She was lying face down on the ground. She would have likely injured herself if it wasn't for a shimmering force field. Erica held up a hand with a thumbs up. She quickly stood up and dusted herself off. I'm okay. Weatherman sighed. So much for making an entrance. He visibly composed himself, then thundered. This is my new partner, Princess Crash! Erica gave the crowd a very unvillainous wave. Hello. He flowed closer. We really need to work on your presentation. Erica? They turned as a lone officer stepped into the room through the window. Erica exclaimed, Cedric? It was her brother. Around them, the crowd murmured as they glanced between the villains and the lone officer. Cedric strode up to her. What do you think you are doing? Um, well, you see, uh... 
Are you crazy? He reached up to shake her, but her force field flashed and held his hand inches from her skin. He jumped back. What was that? My force field? She said uncertainly. His eyes were wild with rage and fear. Do you have any idea how much trouble you are in right now? All at once, she felt as if she spelt the grape juice on the couch again, and her brother was standing over her, shaking his finger. I told you to drink that at the table. Do you have any idea how much trouble you're in when mom gets home? He then took the blame for her when their mother did, in fact, come home and become quite upset with the recent shading of their couch. Somehow, she didn't think he would take the same measures now. There are half a dozen police officers heading this way. What will you do then? Or when the Cape Scores show? Her response was an eloquent, Um... He shook his head. You're going to leave right here, right now, with me. Erica took an involuntary step back. No, 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 this isn't good. He shouldn't be here. What the board finds out? Will they punish Cedric for any lapse of my part? I can't let that happen. No! She recoiled back. No. Listen, Erica, you don't get to tell me no. Not this time. You're coming with me whether you like it or not. He took another threatening step towards her. Weatherman flowed between them, his cloudy form thundering and howling. She is not going anywhere with you. Cedric jabbed his finger into Weatherman's cloud-sculpted face. This is all your fault. You let her into this life. The people around them gasped at Cedric's open defiance. Foss face must hide what the Foss heart doth know, Weatherman told him. Cedric's head tilted back as he stared at Weatherman with squinted eyes. What kind of nonsense is that? Weatherman broiled and shoved her brother backwards with a powerful gust of wind. It means you should get more culture, you twit! That was not nonsense. It was from Shakespeare's Macbeth. You're crazy, shouted Cedric. I get my sister away from you. No, you're not, Weatherman said. Yes, I am. He started around the super criminal's expansive form. No, you're not. Weatherman pointed a cloudy hand at him, and an arc of finger-thick lightning lanced out and caught the policeman in the side. Cedric convulsed as he flopped to the floor. Many of the onlookers screamed. They weren't the only ones. Cedric! Erica sprinted over and knelt by her brother's side. She looked up at her partner in horror struck. What did you do? Weatherman waved it off. Oh, don't be so melodramatic. Leave that to the professionals. I didn't do anything worse than incapacitate him for a short while. He will be fit as a fiddle, so to speak, in a few minutes or so. Erica stood up glaring. That was seriously uncool. So, you wanted me to let you be hauled away by a police officer? He wasn't going to take me anywhere, and you know it. If we're going to work together, then we don't hurt cops. Ever. Fine. We'll make a lengthy company memo and discuss this at nausea in our next meeting. Oh, we will be discussing this later. Of which I have no doubt. Weatherman grumbled. A lightning bolt struck the ground before the window, startling a group of bank customers who were surreptitiously trying to leave. I did not give you permission to leave. He regarded Erica haughtily. Now, can we please get on with the business at hand? Get your minions ready. We have a time-honored history of villainy to uphold. I like to uphold some villainy, 
Erica said under her breath. What was that, dear? Please enunciate. Nothing. The floor is yours, oh dear partner in crime. Weatherman sighed before he whirled around and took in the crowd. Huddled together, they stared between Erica, the officer, and him. You, kind patrons, may have already surmised. Despite our little setback, he indicated the officer on the ground. Our intent for this establishment. Erica rolled her eyes. We are here to rob this bank. Please keep your heads down and your hearts high. If everyone cooperates, we will be shortly on our way. If you have any plans to otherwise inconvenience us any further, I ask you to reconsider. After all, we have already established what my methods are for dealing with those who annoy me. Erica activated her robots on her gauntlets console. Penelope hissed as a trunk compartment opened and a tentacle-like crane slithered out and placed three box-shaped contraptions on the floor. Two were equal sized and the third was much larger. She pressed another button on her gauntlet and three boxes unfolded into humanoid robots. The first two were slender, agile models with nameplates identifying them as Dante and Ferdinand. The third was heavily armored mech with another plate reading Bruno. Dante, Ferdinand, Bruno, why don't you make a little withdrawal, she said. As her robots walked closer to the trembling bank tellers, Weatherman glared at her. A little withdrawal? What kind of a name prattle is that? What? That is cliche, he informed her. Erica scowled at him. You're one to talk. You use cliches like all the time. Jefferson's cloud-like fingers rubbed his temple out of habit. You are proving my point, princess. How so? When you use an obvious statement, it sounds derivative, therefore a cliché. When I make such remarks, I am merely repeating a classical proverb of wisdom. What? How do you figure? She demanded. Because I am the one speaking, he retorted. Do you always talk this much? Said a new voice. They both turned to face two figures in the doorway. The first... The one who spoke was an older man wearing a tank top, sweatpants, and a domino mask. The second was a beautiful woman in thigh-high boots and a gymnast leotard with a V-cut neckline that went straight down the center of her ample breast to her belly button. She hovered next to her partner with a haze of energy emanating from her body. Erica blinked as she stared at the woman in the pair. How is she not having a wardrobe malfunction right now? Who are these guys? demanded Weatherman. Southpaw and Pyrexia, Erica said. They're members of the Capes Corps. That's right, said Pyrexia. It looks like you two have made it to the big leagues. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, The Skies Embrace, is an epic fantasy that follows the exploits of the crew of the skyship The Maiden's Arrow as they navigate the perils of the clouds. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com. 
and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell. <laughs>